Happy Pi Day, everybody. This year, we're going to calculate pi experimentally with a vehicle losing control. We are at a testing track at an undisclosed location in North America because a viewer reached out to say that they work in incident reconstruction. So they show up after there's been some kind of traffic collision and they look at the markings on the road and any other evidence and try and reverse engineer how fast the vehicles must have been going. And in doing that, they use pi. So instead of starting from the beginning, knowing pi, and then calculating the speed a vehicle was going, if we already know the speed of the vehicle, we can work backwards and get pi. This can't go wrong. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a trained reconstructionist uh, for three years now. So we uh, specialize in training and math formulas for collision reconstruction. So when you have a construction, you have the before, during, and after. When we arrive at the scene, the after's there. So you have the vehicles in place. Based on the physical evidence on the scene and the actual damage on the vehicles, you can do the during, what happened during the collision. And what we do is use formulas to try and bring it back to the before to find out what, where people were and how fast they were going. So <laughs> I was watching one of your pie videos and I was thinking to myself as a collision reconstructionist, surely somewhere there is pie in these formulae. And uh, lo and behold, there is. Before we do find pi, let's have a look at the math that Eric actually uses. So you've got a car skidding out of control while it's turning and the tires leave like an arced skid mark as the car continues to turn while skidding. And by measuring that skid, it's possible to work backwards, calculate the initial speed. And that is where the math comes in. And you know what? This feels like a perfect time for some calculations. Calculation time! Alright, so we need to derive the equation which takes a car skidding out of control and gives us the speed at which it must have been going originally and then later on we'll squeeze pi out of that, don't worry. So here's what we know. If we've got a car that started to slide as it goes around a corner, so I'm going to draw my car, I'm just, that's the car, that's the ground and that's going to make car people very angry I'm simplifying things a lot. In fact, this car is on a single tire. So I'm gonna draw one tire right in the middle of the car. There you are, classic, classic car with one tire because it's mathematically equivalent to what we're trying to do here. Now, if that car is going around a corner, it needs a force to like push it, like it's gotta be a turn, turning force. And if the car is skidding, the only turning force available to keep it going in a corner is the friction between the tire and the road. So our centripetal force to keep it going in this way, that's the, well, it's the velocity of the car squared times its mass divided by the radius of the corner it's curling around and the friction you're getting out at the other side here, that's whatever the, the weight, whatever the mass of the car times gravity pushing it down into the road times whatever the coefficient of friction is. So that's our situation. Car is sliding, that's the force from the skidding tires, which I've approximated as one tire, and that's the force we know it must have been experiencing because we know the radius it was curling around. We just gotta put all this together. We can already get rid of the mass and the mass. We can move the radius over there, and so we end up with an equation which is the velocity the car was originally going equals the square root of gravity 
times radius times friction. And that, that is the number one equation for what we're doing here. If you know what gravity is, which you should, you know the radius that the car was following as it was spinning out of control, you know the coefficient of friction on the asphalt, multiply them together, take the square root, and you get the original velocity. However, collision reconstructionists go one step further. They make this even more user-friendly by messing around with the value of g. Allow me to explain. Let's say instead of velocity, which at the moment we're going to have in feet per second, you want speed in miles per hour. Well, there are 5,280 feet per mile, and there are 3,600 seconds per hour. So that conversion will go from feet per second into miles per hour. So we need to get our original formula from before. Instead of g being in meters per second per second, it's going to be 32.185 feet per second per second. I know, look, I'm, a, I'm upset as everyone else. Okay, and then there we've now got the radius and the coefficient of friction. So what we can do is take all of this, chuck it inside the square root here by squaring it, cancel it all down, and that actually comes out to be 14.962. It's so close to 15, it's ridiculous. So what we can actually do is say that the speed in miles per hour is just the square root of 15 times the radius in feet times the coefficient of friction. You just plug the numbers in and everything drops out neat and tidy because we've messed around with this value in here. So that is exactly what we're doing today. We have a professional driver in the car and they are going to skid the car out of control in this exact way. Inside the car, we have a camera filming the speedo, so we can let it go back, look at the footage, and calculate the exact speed the car was going when it lost control. And the point where it loses control is defined as when the skid marks from the back tires cross the front tires. And so that's the point we're looking for in the markings on the tarmac. Once we've found one of these skids, we can then get down to work. And up until now, this is what Eric would normally do in one of these situations. Here, however, we're going to deviate slightly because we're kind of avoiding accidentally either using or going past pi along the way. Let's say you've got this nice skidding out of control tire mark like that and you want to work out what's the radius of the curvature. What Eric would normally do is take a cord back over here like this, measure that distance, also measure this little distance here. And using those two distances, it's a reasonably simple bit of geometry to go back to whatever the radius must be if you completed that entire curvature. And Eric was kind enough to show me how they would normally do this, the marks they look for, the measurements they take. However, we don't want to do any of that. No, 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 no. What we're going to do instead is complete the circle. So we're going to fill in the rest of the circle as if the, I don't know, the car did a full donut. We're going to measure that complete circumference, which did involve putting a string into the ground and then measuring around, but we're, we're avoiding that. The point is, we now have the circumference. We can then use the speed and work backwards to get whatever that radius was, purely from the calculation, not from measuring it. We divide one by the other, get us some pi. We use one of those wheelie measuring out things that they would normally use to measure the cord to go all the way around the circumference. Once we had that value, we could now take the speed of the car, which we can get from the footage and use that to calculate what the radius must have been. Oh, as long as we know what the coefficient of friction was. 
We've extended the skid marks into the full circle, measured the circumference, although you wouldn't normally do that, would you? you no, would. No, 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 no. That's like the worst way of doing it. What we're trying to do is avoid accidentally getting the radius along the way because we, we, we don't want to accidentally use pi. And traditionally, you just calculate the radius and then carry on with your life. Correct. Right. So we, and, and we could have just measured the circumference and the radius of that big circle, <laughs> but that's not the point. We're using the car skid marks and the speed to get pi. Now, the other factors we have to include, uh, first of all, is the coefficient of friction, where the car lost control. So here we've got a 40-pound test mass. And what are we going to do with this? So you put it down on the pavement and yep. the direction that the vehicle was going, you put the scale on there, attach it. Right. And we want the kinetic coefficient of friction. Correct. So there's actually a little Oh, on there. there. Yep, 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 yep. And do I have to go like perfectly? So you want to get it as level with the ground as you possibly can, like this. Because you don't want sine and cosine getting and, in the way. Oh, exactly. Story of my more life. Energy. <laughs> it takes more energy to get going than it so does to maintain. So once we get it going, I get into a steady state, yep. and you read it off. And you try to get it as oh, close to the ground close as you to can. The possible. Yep. And then I, once I get into it, there you go. So it's about looks like 26. 26. Ugh. And it weighs 40. So a 40 pound weight, it's 26, so it's 26 over 40. 50. 52.65. Should be about 0. 0.7. Okay, point, so 0. 0.65. 0. 0.7, is, dry asphalt like this is about 0. 0.7. Oh, okay. But it's kind of an angle, so sometimes it'll, the grade oh, of the road. Oh, we're going down the grade, okay, right. Sometimes and, in the grade, the grade you actually use in the equation sometimes. Right. But if you're doing a drag, or sometimes we'll actually get the vehicle itself and right. skid it out oh, and really? find out how much, you know, if you got the vehicle. Why not? Just use the vehicle to find out, you know, at 30 miles an hour, mash Boom. the brakes. How far? The, yep. Reverse back. If you have that option. But if we've done that measurement, like going down the slope and everything, uh -huh. that's already kind of factored in the gradient in this Correct. Direction. Assuming the tires are the same, you know, there's, there's little variables because that tire may not be the same tire that was on the car. Stuff right. like that, but it's okay. it's an approximation that we use. Yeah, I don't want to alarm you, but for the uh, <laughs> historical level of precision for my <laughs> calculations, we good, we good. Right. And do we need to worry about the gradient this way? So normally you would, but it's such a it's it's not as bad. Like you do the super elevations, what it's called, yep. for really banked curves. Right. But for this, it's not terrible okay. because it's a test track, and we kind of try to keep it controlled. Well, I tell you what. Let's just not worry about it. That's fine with me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we got our coefficient of friction. Yep. We're going to ignore the gradient. Yep. Let's calculate pi. We now have all of the results. We ran out of time to do this properly on the day, but it's okay. I'm joined uh, by Eric through the magic. There we go. Uh, the magic of East telecommuting in to this pi day. Okay. So Eric, I've got here the, uh, the classic equation. Yes, sir. You've now got all the values for this. Yep. We're going to fill them in. We're going to get pi. Good. Okay. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, what was the speed in miles per hour that we had at the, at the so moment the, of skidding? So the speed at the moment of skidding was uh, calculated to be 25 miles an hour. Okay, so we've got 25. Uh, I'm going to put the units in, even though they make me a little sad. Uh, 15 is 15. <laughs> uh, now, now, radius we're not doing anymore. Correct. Because we want to get pi. And Correct. we've got the circumference. So what did we get for the total circumference if you, if you like expanded that skid all the way around? Correct. So yeah, when the when the car continues to uh, skid around, the circumference of the whole circle is 382 feet. 382 feet all the way around. Okay. Now, ah, uh, friction. So the coefficient of friction, we dragged that heavy thing, 
Uh, yeah, we so have what, the drag what, sled. What were our units? Oh, well, what were our values for that? <clears throat> so the drag sled mass uh, weight 38 pounds, and then the force that the, the uh, force it took to drag it across the asphalt yeah. was 26 pounds. So 26 over 38 will give you 0.68. 26 over 38, 0. Which is, point, point was it 68? Eight. Yeah, point six <laughs> eight, which is I will, unitless. I will. Yeah. Because the coefficient of your friction is just what you multiply the down force by to get the sideways force. And so we're just dividing one by the other. Right. Give us our coefficient of friction. Okay, so you know what? I'm going to rewrite uh, everyone's favorite equation in a way that's going to spit pi out for us a bit easier. So what we've got to do now is put our values in there. Mm-hmm. And we get this pi day's value of pi. Okay, uh, moment of truth. We've got 15 times 382 times point six. I don't know. It doesn't matter how many times I do this. I get nervous every time. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, divided by, you know what? Scientific mode. There you I'm go. I'm going to do it all at once. In brackets, 2 times 25 squared, close brackets, equals... 3.117, that is way... I'm glad I resisted working it out between now because I was great. <laughs> I was like, if it's between two and four, I'm right, going to yeah, be very, very happy. 3.12. I think that might even drag my, um, my average track record closer to pi. Uh, there we go. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, it also shows just how useful these equations are for yeah. calculating the speeds of vehicles because they're really just energy equations. We're conserving energy is all we're doing. So Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, obviously we had to dance a lot to avoid accidentally getting or yes. using pi along the way, right? So if, yeah, there's a lot of physical This <laughs> physical is ridiculous. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right. So if, if we'd just done your process of measuring that cord and right. getting the radius straight away... Yeah then this drops out. And what I like actually is having that 15, I know I'm very disparaging about this, but having that 15 with all the unit conversions like neatly packed up in one number. Right, yeah. All you gotta do is measure the cord to get the radius, drag yes. a heavy thing, yeah. take the square root, <laughs> and it drops out already in miles per hour. I think that's right. just very user friendly. Trying to as simple as possible. Yeah, exactly. That is absolutely amazing. I can't believe in what arguably sounded like the most ridiculous way I've ever attempted to calculate pi that we got that close. That's so good. All right, we're going to uh, let Eric get back to their real job, which is a bit more useful um, than whatever my real job counts as. Oh, Eric, thank please. you so much. You can go back to reconstructing collisions. Thank you. And we have it. This year, pi equals 3.12. Everyone, please use that for the remainder of the year. And those of you who keep track of how good or bad my pi day calculations are, you can put 3.12 into the mix and rounding up to two, two decimal places. There you go. Excellent. Huge thanks to Eric and all the other undisclosed people at the undisclosed location. They were so accommodating. Absolutely amazing. They can get us in on their test track. And thank you to you. I'm talking to the people who are going to volunteer to help me out next year. Little heads up. It's going to be a doing pie by hand year and I might be over ambitious, which will require a lot of volunteers, people who want to come and hang out with me and do a lot of tedious calculations possibly for several days. If that sounds like you, there is a link to the volunteering form below. And in all honesty, thank you very much to my Patreon supporters. They're the reason why 
I could travel to undisclosed location via undisclosed means of transportation at undisclosed cost. But I can disclose it was thanks to my Patreon supporters that this was able to happen. And indeed, next year will happen. So thank you so much to them. Um, here's some of their names. 